0: Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project Podcast. This here show is where we talk about the films of the Walt Disney Company, uh, all the way from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs up through The Muppets or Avengers opening May 4th, 2012. We'll get to all of those uh, eventually here on this here program. Uh, I am Ryan Kilpatrick, host of the program and the owner, proprietor, and erstwhile blogger at DisneyFilmProject.com, where we discuss the Disney films, including the shorts, all the way through uh, that same time period. Uh, joining me are the film buffs that you, you've you come to know and love. Miss Brianna Alessio could not be with us tonight. Uh, so in her stead we have – oh, wait, no, not in her stead. We have Mr. Todd Perlmutter uh, who will fill both roles. He's actually going to do voices on the show tonight. Um, he's going to do uh, Bree's voice and his own. Right, Todd? No, because she would so totally kill me. Yeah, you're probably right about that. <laughs> you are probably correct about that.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I'm – I'm otherwise okay, but not doing voices. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, maybe. I'm, I mean, if the moment strikes, but certainly I'm not doing Brianna's
0: voice. Right. So you may do other voices, though. We can hold out hope for that. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, someone who I'm assuming will not be doing voices is the producer of the program who edits this uh, nonsense into some semblance of coherence, which is Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, who is also joining us this evening. Hello, Cheryl.
2: Hello. I'm um, Yes, I'm not going to be doing any voices either. Okay,
0: well, I mean, you know, we all have hopes in life. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, mine will get dashed today. So, today we are talking about a movie, um, if you want to call it that. Um, we are talking about the 2005 film, The Pacifier. Yes, we're talking about a Vin Diesel movie, folks. Um, yeah. We're and, talking about a Vin Diesel movie. Yeah, and it's not pitch black. no. No. no, it's not. It's no. not Fast and the Furious. No. No. Um, this is the only non-action film that Vin Diesel's ever done? There's, <laughs> there's, there's a good reason for that. <laughs> what I'm going to say. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, This film actually did pretty well its opening weekend, made $30 million for the company. Uh, It's directed by Adam Shankman, who would go on to do other films for Disney. He went on and did Bedtime Stories, which is a film I like, uh, in case you can't catch the contrast. He uh, has done, he did this film, he did, uh, he's done lots of choreography in his past. One thing I have to mention in his bio that I just find hilarious, He was the director and producer of Zac Efron's Pool Party. I don't know what that means, but it amuses me. Oh. Um, I
1: want to back up. I mean, so I have a question. So Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. Was in one of our favorite movies that's a non-Disney movie. He he was. Yeah, he was the voice of the Iron Giant in Iron Giant. Does that really qualify as an action movie?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I guess I'm just sad. yeah, it's a valid point, valid point and 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 I think actually, as the voice of the Iron Giant, who didn't actually speak, but like four words in that movie, right a stronger performance than in the pacifier.
1: <laughs> i yeah i I'm not honestly <laughs> though, I'm not sure. That the problem with that was his acting, but rather the writing of the movie? Was his writing
0: to it? I wasn't going to let the scriptwriter off the hook. By, okay. no, by no means, no. Although I would say that if Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who would later take this same sort of trend with Disney, if he were in this movie, it would have been better. Did, did he, you know he, he was supposed to be? Because he's funnier than Vin Diesel.
1: Uh, he can be, yes.
0: He's a little less stoic than Vin
1: Diesel is. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. He, well, he uh, not to say that The Rock is a good actor because he's not, but he has an, a, a wit to him that he could have pulled off some of like some of the jokes in this fell a little flat. Like he kept the the, the one joke that, that Vin Diesel kept using, and it, I don't even know if it was really a joke. Was uh, uh, we're going to do things my way. There's no highway option. Yes. I felt like that fell flat every time he said it.
1: Because it was clearly written for Dwayne Johnson, because that's like something yeah. you could totally hear him saying.
0: Exactly. No, yeah. b- but he was supposed to be in this. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was uh, originally considered for the role, but I believe he turned it down, and then they were thinking Bruce Willis, but then they went for Vin Diesel. I have no idea why.
0: Because they couldn't afford Bruce Willis would
2: be my Probably. guess.
1: <laughs> or maybe he left. I guess, I guess they were looking for
0: bald gentlemen. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) muscular bald man (laughs) needed. Yes, must have been the casting call. Please please apply.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Uh, no. So I, I actually suspect that yeah, a lot of a lot of the because Dwayne Johnson was the original person on the on for the movie. I'm guessing that a lot of it was written for him. And that line, like I said, specifically, you could see him delivering that line if you've watched enough with him in it.
0: Oh, completely.
1: Yeah. Totally would have come off better.
0: Yeah, he I mean I, I really like him. I've liked him since he was a wrestler, so I think he's he's a he's a good good actor. Uh not, wait, wait. not not a good actor, I shouldn't say that. He's
1: good in certain roles. Since he was a wrestler, isn't he on the ticket for WrestleMania?
0: Please. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Darn <laughs> Like he's actually gonna wrestle. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, hot off of G.I. Joe two, he'll be uh, appearing in WrestleMania next year. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so you mentioned the the, the writing uh, or lack thereof uh, yes. of, of this film. So there's a difference between plot and story, and the two things often get confused. Uh, this movie is long on plot and short on story would be the way I would describe it. Um, there's a very complicated, or maybe not complicated plot, but a, a, a very extensive plot about uh, Vin Diesel's character, Lieutenant Shane Wolf, who is a Navy SEAL, is assigned to protect the family of a man who was killed by Serbians to get their hands on the software program that he had developed. So Vin Diesel's character goes to the house where uh, Faith Ford, who portrays the the widow... Has been taken away to find the codes for the program in Switzerland, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but okay.
2: Do you, does anyone else think that this role was originally written for Kelly Rippa and maybe Faith Ford got, got put in instead? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. I guess it really
1: didn't matter who played the mom because she really wasn't in much of the movie. I guess. No,
0: she's just a plot device, really. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. But that, I, that goes back to what you were saying, though. Much of the movie is just plot devices strung together very light, loosely.
0: Yeah, I mean, the plot is just a premise to get him in the house with the kids. Yeah. And the movie is not—again, there's a difference between plot and story. The plot is that what we just described about him having to go protect the kids. The, the, a story is then the, what happens to the characters and their arcs and their growth— Mm-hmm. none of which actually happens in the movie because it's just a se- a series of vignettes with him and the kids yeah
2: i and disagree i have to totally disagree here no 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 nope. the kids each grow and he also grows because he also grows to love the kids and then he grows you realize he has to give up the sneeve. he see a life and find find
1: but see here's my problem with the grows to loves the kids thing right there's nothing to indicate that he didn't like kids to begin with yes okay so it's not a stretch that he would like the kids because he never said any time in the movie that he didn't like kids right had he been ver- had they had like a little scene in the beginning where he hates kids you know something went wrong it might have made more sense but because he didn't it's not a surprise right and he protects the kids right up front
0: right he, and there, there's, also, there's also no logic to why he does the things he does with the kids, right? He doesn't have to get to know the kids, and he doesn't have to trust them to protect them, right? It's actually more logical the way he behaves at the beginning of the movie when he's ordering them around military style. That makes more sense for what he's – Theoretically supposed to be there to do, than when he's driving kids around in a minivan in an unsecured location and leaving the other kids unprotected, right? I mean, he leaves the other kids at home.
2: No, he leaves them with the other, with the other girl and the teacher.
1: No, he actually. Um, I, what Ryan's talking about is when he takes the Firefly girls, right, and then they come home to the party. Right. The 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 older kids were clearly unsupervised at that point in time.
0: Exactly.
2: Well, I mean, but that's all. That's a, I, that's a okay fine. That's a that's a hole. I'll give you that hole. But the, but otherwise they they really do make sure the kids are. He
1: he watches the kids completely when he's in the house and completely when he's at school. But other than that, I I he kind of divvies up between them because half the time he's helping Seth with the play. Right. Okay. Or at least you presume he is because you only ever see it like two at two scenes of rehearsal, and then they're having a play, and then
0: he takes Zoe out for driving lessons well where 's the baby during that exactly <laughs> where 's the other where's the other four kids when he 's out doing driving lessons with zoe
1: right I know I agree there's a lot of interesting things going on that you know it, it's just there 's a lot of dis i agree there's a lot of disconnection. Just, there's this moment right where um and I realize we're jumping around, and people are probably going to kill us for that, but that's all right. All, right, it all right. forward. All right, so there's this moment where Zoe is out on the porch crying, right? Right. And he comes out, and he tells a story about how his, da- how his mom died, and then his dad died, and he was a military brat, and he just stuck with the military as a result, right? But it's really hard to accept that as a touching moment it's meant to be. Not that it's, not that it's bad, and I get it, and I don't dislike it. It's just, I don't think it strikes as hard as the director might have thought it was supposed to. Because there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no lead up to that point, and there's no lead up to Hark being crying. I mean, there's nothing until that point to indicate that she is at all upset about her father, or that the
0: kids even right. know he's dead. Well, they, they say that it, right when he comes in the house, um, Faith Ford's character, what's her name? Julie, I think says that the, kid, that the older kids are, are pretending that, that everything's okay because they don't want to hurt the younger kids or, or they're just being stoic or whatever. I can't remember the exact line. So they say that, but then it's never mentioned again until that moment. Right. Which is just confounding. Right. And, and the other thing, and this is, this is the main – this is one of the main issues is he doesn't have great chemistry with these kids. And that, that could be just his acting ability, but like he de- like that scene would work if he connects with her, but he doesn't, because like, he can't emote. That's not his strength as a quote-unquote actor. His strength is what he does at the beginning of the movie, when he's in the SEAL mode, and he's attacking a boat, and he's punching guys, and he's telling Tate Donovan to get on an aircraft. Right, or like, when
1: he's fighting the ninjas.
0: right. That's what he can do. He can't deliver emotion with a young child. It just it it doesn't work. Well,
1: he's got he when he, there is no um, there's no tonation to his voice, right? Yeah. It just it always plays very much. It's it's the voice is the same whether he's excited, whether he's mad, whether he's happy. You know. Whatever it is, it's always the same or loud if he's yelling. But other than that, there's, that's his tonation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's 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 and it's a difficult thing to get past. I mean, once you get into the flow of the movie. So and we mentioned, I just mentioned, you know, the movie opens with him on a rescue mission to rescue Tate Donovan, who plays the father. He actually loses Tate Donovan uh, and spends time in the hospital, and then is then sent to take care of the kids. And. When he gets to the – so here's another thing that, that confounded me, right? When he gets to the house, yeah. there there is a nanny, Helga, played by Carol Kane. Yes. Very Very great comic actress, right?
1: And completely underused
0: in this movie. Yes. She disappears, what, in 15 minutes? Yes. Give or take, and, yeah. And never returns. The- no, no, she
2: returns at the end. At the, the very end, play. she's back,
0: yes. that's Okay, that's true but in the main plot right she doesn't she doesn't return that's correct right. right. and like there's even the hint that you know he looks up her background and sees that she was from the Czech republic serbians czech republic you know there might be a tie there like when i first saw her i'm like oh well she's a spy no not so <laughs> much she just gets tired of hanging out with the kids and leaves yeah, and and I have no idea why she was even in the movie. I I don't know. Apparently, to have Cheerios and
1: puke thrown upon her, and that was it. I, I guess
0: I don't know. Like literally, she 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 serves no purpose to the overarching story, if you want to call it that, of the film. Right. Like, I, I I completely agree. Accomplish- like. I just-
1: like I said, she was completely underutilized. I mean, that is not how you use Carol Kane, and you shouldn't have paid her the money, although she was probably really happy to receive it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not just Carol Kane, though. Like, the nanny character does not serve a purpose. Like, you take Carol Kane out of it. That character doesn't do anything in the movie. Like, they other, had- to leave
2: it, the, other than she leaves him with the kids and leaves him with no network. And leaves him to figure it out. Right, but
0: you could have accomplished that by having the mother do that.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: I don't know. And you could have saved, you know, ten minutes of Carol Kane getting thrown up on. (laughs) Sorry. Like, it it, it would have been funnier to have the kid throw up on Vin Diesel. Uh, That I agree. I, I do agree that that would have been a funnier moment. I mean, you, you get some funny moments of him taking abuse, but like, yes, not enough, in my opinion. Like, I, th- I feel like he needed to be put upon a little more in the beginning in order to rally at the end. Like, he gets the moment, so there's a moment he, he slaps trace bracelets on all the kids right after Carol Kane leaves, I believe. Yep. Or, I'm sorry, it was right before she leaves, I think.
1: Um, no, no, it's right after she – it's it's the next – so the next morning after he realizes that there's a chaos – that there's a lot of chaos going on, he in, he institutes like army rules because remember he's giving the kids – he wakes the kids up. He's giving them MREs for breakfast and on and on and right. on.
0: Yeah, and he, he slaps these, tra- these tracing bracelets on them, and later on in the movie, the uh, – Zoe and Seth, the teenage kids, flush theirs down the potty. I guess. Yep. I don't know how they got him through the... That's a big drain, I'm just saying.
1: Or off or off their wrists, for that matter, because they were kind of right. sort of, like, secured on their wrists.
0: Yeah, who knows? But he goes diving for them because the, they hit the panic button, and he ends up in the sewer. So he gets that moment where he's put upon. But, like, the rest of it, it's more like trying to embarrass the macho guy. You know what I mean? Like, instead of instead of him having to go through real like, kid puking on him type stuff. Right. Right. In fact, like, the kids – so there's this point in the movie,
1: right, where the kids – where after this has happened, right, in the same day, and the kids realize, you know what? We're not going to put up with this. We have to strike back at him, right? And they have this little meeting, the two older kids, Seth and Zoe. Right. Right? And what happens is that the only thing you ever see them actually try and do to him is they put honey on on the stairs – and instead of, and he jumps over the stair, right? And then Helga falls down the stairs and that's when she quits, right? So it's it's like that's the other than that and putting their things down the sewer, they really never do anything to him that's all that terrible, right? They take advantage in the party scene, but that's a, that's a whole different sort of thing. Right, that's not, right. That's not specifically at him, that's like the typical kids having a party when the adult supervision is not home thing that always incurs in movies that have more than three kids in the family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah, it doesn't hold together like the, the, the way the kids behave towards him, like there's no there's no emotional connection to it as a viewer, right? They're like, oh, we hate him, and oh, now he's going to do something good, so we like him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you I know? know, I mean, like. I, I, it's, I, it's, I don't know. I just disagree. I'm, I probably. I, I know there's a lot of holes in this plot, but I really just disagree.
1: So, you could take this plot and you could make a better movie, right? I mean, it's not. Totally, it's, yes. It, the concept is not bad. The ideas are not bad. In fact, a lot of the things presented in the movie are not actually bad things. It's just somewhere the writer must have written all these things down as highlight points, and then when he went and write the script,
0: okay?
2: Well, there are two people writing the script. I think that's part of the problem.
0: You think I mean, that's-, that's. That's pretty common these days, though.
2: No, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing one person handled one part, one person handled another part. They never talked.
0: Now that that part's probably true,
2: and that's why <laughs> that's probably why else it is discontented.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I mean I'm, it's definitely possible. I mean, I, like you know, they're but that's pretty common in Hollywood, like especially on a studio movie. But
2: usually, but usually the but usually the, but usually they would at least talk and have a meaning or something. Maybe these people didn't. I don't know. I like this movie. <laughs> I hate that you guys are I, railroading me.
1: No, no, I don't. So let's let me be clear up front. No, I'm not jumping to the end or stars or anything. Now, I didn't dislike this movie. I just it's not, and and I laugh at scenes in it when because there are, there are moments that I find funny in this movie. Okay, like I, I'm pretty much one of those people. anytime Brad Garrett delivers a joke, I'm pretty much okay with the joke.
0: Yeah, see, and I'm not.
1: Okay, see, I, and I don't have a problem with. I just like I. You know, that's I'm fine with that. I, I go I, I don't go into this thinking that there's gonna be great acting or high or high drama or anything like that. And maybe because I go in with not high expectations I come out okay.
0: Yeah. And see, I d I I didn't go into it with huge expectations either. And I'm I'm always one to go along with for the ride, like, you know, I like country bears, so mm. who am I to judge? Um, quite, quite the ride, sorry. Right, so I, I like that movie. I think it's a fun little in-joke kind of movie. It, yep. You know, whatever. And I'm not saying anyone, you know, Cheryl, by all means, you enjoy it. Watch it Watch it to your heart's content. I just, like, for me, execution-wise, they just completely dropped the ball to me. Like Todd's saying, the premise is good. The idea of the plot is good. The characters, though, are just... Like I don't relate to any of these characters. Not that not that I'm going to relate to a Navy Seal as his experiences, but I should be able to go. Oh gosh, I've been there, you know, with the dirty diaper kind of a thing. And the way that he acts in the movie, I just don't care. I'm like, okay, well, fine. You got to change a diaper, dude. We we've all done it. Move on with your life, you know. And but that now, might be that might be part of it because I have kids, and I'm like, "What are you? You're not dealing with anything I haven't dealt with."
1: It, it's it's fair to mention that critics hated this movie, right?
0: Yeah, no, okay. they did.
1: But but the people who watched the but it has a very high
0: approval rating from people who watched the movie, and it nearly made two hundred million dollars in the in the movie theaters.
1: Right. So it's not it's not a terrible movie. It's just not a great movie either. It's not a masterpiece. It's just
0: it's okay. I, I would go less than okay, but yes, you're correct. Yeah. But that's personal taste. That's not, you know, that's not a judgment on any, on, on anything else. It's just my Well and, and I okay, let me let me let me put this out there. I'm a huge Lauren Graham fan. Mm hmm. And seeing Lauren Graham kiss Vin Diesel like automatically detracted a point from the movie for me. <laughs> because, okay. because I watched seven seasons of Gilmore Girls even the last one that was just went off the rails and I watched Bad Santa and I've watched everything the woman's ever been in and she, I, her limitation best I can tell is that she plays the same character in all of those things um, which she kind of does here but there is no chemistry between the two of them like, he he doesn't even, like, he doesn't even emote to her. You know what I mean? Like, in the few scenes that they have together, they're trying to build some kind of relationship between the two. Because she she's the principal at the, at the kids' school. Mm-hmm. She's also former armed forces. So they have the basis for this relationship. They're both looking out for the kids. They've both had military training. You know, there's, the, there's a groundwork there. Right. But I just felt like when they're in a scene together, it's just... It's it's not good,
1: and and in the movie they only have like five whole scenes together, right? And out of that, they're trying to build a relationship, right? And y- no, right. When it would have <laughs> been funny, when it would have been funnier, right, to have him try to arrange his schedule, protecting the kids, around trying to get some time with her, right? Yeah. That exactly. might have made for funnier yeah. moments. You know, it's I, I agree. There's it, it's like I said. There are things that are clearly great ideas in this. It's just you know you can't. They're not strung together right.
2: I'm just mad at both of you.
1: Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Just,
2: just, can't take you guys anywhere.
0: No no, 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 that is absolutely true. Yeah, we agree with that.
2: I mean, Sony and Millie grow in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, so,
1: d- so what did what did you like about their relationship
2: then, Cheryl? What did you like? Their relationship, I, I agree, was a little pretty forced. But I liked how, at the end scene, he was able to use her knowledge, and to have him and, and to signal her, and tell her something was, you know, something was up, and, and she tackles the guy at the end. Mm-hmm. So he's using his seal knowledge, and he's using the relationship a little kind of sort of to kind of, you know, relayed the message to her, you know, kind of, this is what I want you to do, and he knew she could do it. Okay. And I, I like that. I mean, that was fine.
0: But it doesn't explain their romantic relationship. That was the part I had a problem with. Like, I didn't feel like the well, two of them... Not- no,
2: but it, it was obviously budding, although it, it was still obviously budding at the end. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, they're going to get married tomorrow.
0: I don't know. He gave up his life as a seal to go be the wrestling coach. Spoiler alert.
2: But he wasn't really giving, he was just going. I did, but he was. I think he was leaving his avenues open. The I don't way know. he said it at the end, it implied that he was leaving his avenues open. He was trying this for a little bit to see how this felt with him. So maybe you know, he's trying to see if a relationship and maybe and being around kids, him a little bit. Maybe he should have kids.
1: I, I guess. Well, so here's the thing, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. I mean, really, um, what he what goes on with with Vin Diesel in this movie? His character Shane, right? It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing with Zac Efron's character in High School Musical, right? They're trying not it, not that it's as executed as well as High School Musical, but right, he's he's in this role, he's in this place where he's one person, and suddenly he realizes that there's other things in life, right? Yes. Right, and that's 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 the idea. Yeah. Right now, granted, like I said, executed better in High School Musical. I don't think anybody disagrees here, right?
2: So the answer is, I I can't see that Troy is better than than Shane, but Shane also has way much more going on than Troy does, because Troy only has two things. Gabriella in college. That's it.
1: High school is hard.
2: <laughs> so is it being a Navy SEAL? You have to pick care of five kids. You have to. You're trying to find this ghost program. You're dealing with your neighbors who are, who are, who are spies.
0: Yeah, but he didn't know that.
2: But what's the saying? He has more to deal with. Yes, do. each of the kids, each of the kids has a story. Well, most of the kids have a story. The two little ones not so really. Peter Pan, oh. Peter Pan, they has a dance. The, um, the the baby really doesn't have a story, but the other three do. If each of those three kids has a story, we're trying to advance those stories as long as trying to advance Shane and trying to advance his plot. I, I think, think- there's too much on their plate.
0: I, I think there was too much on the writer's plate, yes <laughs> I think they tried to squeeze in a sto- Like you said, a story for each of those kids Instead of for- focusing on what might have been The most emotionally resonant part Which is Zoe and Seth And how they're dealing with their dad dying Like, you have to you have to use this stuff with Lulu And the Peter Panda dance and those sorts of things As comedy, right? Mm-hmm. That's That's what those situations are there for but the the part that's going to ground the whole movie is Zoe and Seth dealing with their their father's death.
2: But the whole party scene was comedy. That whole party scene with the Baloney and he finds the Baloney the Baloney bandit. Right. That was great comedy and he makes them all clean up.
1: Okay, that so was, the-
2: that was that was gold.
1: Baloney bandit, perfect example of something that they mention four times in the movie reference this one time and never actually have any resolution or purpose with, right?
0: I, mm-hmm.
1: I mean it's just an example, right? They foreshadow it. They mention it. It's apparently a very important thing. They show it in the house, and yes, apparently – I agree with Cheryl the, – the kid – and I don't mean apparently. I mean apparently the kid standing in front of the, the baloney in the kitchen was supposed to be the baloney bandit, right? But did it matter? Why well, was it even in the, mentioned in the movie?
2: Because it was bothering Brad Garrett. Because, because, the, and then but not the character, it was bo- it was bothering Brad Garrett in his story.
1: I I agree because it's funny to hear Brad Garrett say Baloney Bandit." Okay,
0: right, but that's the only reason it was. But in that's the, movie.
1: the only reason it's in the movie. Yes, that's correct. And it was <laughs>
2: to bother him. It was it was it was part of his character.
1: I'm pretty sure. The Murney character was bothered by just about everything.
2: Except for being in a yeah. play. He loved being in the play.
0: He found himself. Well, this is very true. He did. <laughs> he did. I yeah, I did not so I'm not like you, Todd. I'm not a huge Brad Garrett fan. I I never did watch uh Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't particularly find him that amusing. Not that I don't not that he's bad or by any means. You know, there's certain things I like that he does, but you know, but on the whole, I'm not just gonna go out of my way to see him, and I did not find him funny in this. I found him grating, which might have been what he was going for, because that's what the character is supposed to be, but I think the character should was supposed to be funnier. I, I, I don't know. I, f- I found him like just very grating. He, he he got on my nerves every time I saw him, and I just wanted to punch him in the face, which I think is what he was trying to do.
1: Yeah, I think he was supposed to be a very grating character, because st- that there is a humor factor in that, of itself, right? Yeah. And um, and I so I I was not a everybody loves Raymond Watcher either. I like Brad Garrett's stage stuff. Just okay. So you know. I see. Um, I
0: haven't seen that.
1: Okay. But and I can uh, see
0: where it would be good. Yeah, and
1: he's. I mean, it's just. I mean, I think that's. I think he was being himself, right? The guy who drones and is grading. Right. And yeah. telling jokes. I, I just think the jokes that were written for him were, were yes, a little poor in the movie. But right. still, I like hearing him say, yeah. the Lonnie Bandit.
0: Yeah. I just felt like, like again, another example of a character who was more of a plot device than a character. Right? Okay. I mean, you could... Yes. I think, yes. I, I think you could have used Lauren Graham's character to do the same things in the plot. That his character did, with mm. a couple of notable exceptions, yes. like the, the wrestling scene and those sorts of things. Yes. But, but she could have taken the role of finding the Nazi band for Seth. She could have taken the role of you know the kids have been missing school and all that kind of stuff. And that would have helped build their relationship as opposed to him being in the middle of that.
1: Right, except for one thing that I disagree with with that is that she was a character who the kids already trusted –
2: uh, I, really? Yes. Yeah. The because, mother. The mother had because, already told, put her on the emergency list on the fridge. If you if you listen to the if you listen to the mundane parts of the movie.
0: Right. <laughs> no. I, I knew. I know the mother did, but did the kids trust her?
2: Oh well, they didn't give. She was
1: uh, as opposed to the other adults in this movie. The the Mernie character and Shane himself, right? Who yeah, the kids who okay. the kids give hard times to, and Helga, right? They did not give the principal a hard time, so that's what I mean. Is there must have been a, there was some kind of trust already established there,
0: I and mean, they don't time. even interact with her though.
1: Well, she took them home the one time, right? When
0: he went missing, right? But we know, I mean, like like we don't see what happened, right? It's just all of a sudden she's at home with the kids, and he walks in covered in sewage. We we don't have any. There's no interaction between her and the kids. Yes, I agree with that part. I'm just saying I think there was already a trust. Zone there. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just I I don't I don't have anything to go on to say that for sure. Okay, but I think that goes back to what we've been saying the whole time is like the ideas are all there. The execution of them is is probably where it falls down. You know, it's it, the ideas of you know having this guy be here and do and and take care of these kids is is a funny thing, um, but it's the execution where. There's some problems but i mean it it, don't get me wrong it wasn't painful to watch it wasn't beverly hills chihuahua which we might make it sound like when we're talking about it here it wasn't that at all you know it's it's amusing to watch and and the other thing like if you have kids your kids will like this yes it's a good movie to watch with kids um, uh, it's not one I'm going to watch with my kids, um, but you know, if you have kids and you want and you want a fun, harmless movie, like there's no, there's nothing here that's gonna offend a family sensibility, which is probably why it did as well as it did. You know, to be honest with you, because it's hard to find movies like that these days.
2: Okay,
1: that's cool. I'm
2: with that. Okay, so let's let's do this. Let's break down. Is it breaking this movie apart and keep bashing on this movie? <laughs> let's okay. break down every character. I'm gonna take control over here.
1: every character,
2: the main ones, and discuss what their plot was and what we thought of them and how we, we thought we did. So let's start the beginning with the professor.
1: Okay. He gets found, says a couple of things about his kids, and dies.
0: So I didn't think he went very far as a character. No.
2: No, no one thought that... <laughs> let, me, let, me go back. let me ask this question, since I'm playing, I'm playing question and answer. You guys are playing... We're reversing the roles here, folks, on this film project. We're just trying something new. I we're shaking
1: that. things up.
2: Um. Okay, the That's professor... Right. No one thought that his, his was weakness, and he would have it turned out differently had he not taken that moment to call his wife and tell him that she was alive i was think alive?
1: that he would have ended up dead anyway
2: okay yeah. i agree okay
0: i think he was gonna get shot
2: okay um next one is shane because that's next in our list that we meet
0: okay so shane's
1: the main character yeah
2: shane's the main character
1: and what uh, we're trying to do, what with him specifically? We're
2: talking about his specific plot lines. Uh, so let's um, let's start with the kids. We obviously um, we obviously think that he did not bond with these kids well, or that the bonding wasn't, was was well, too he, forced on us.
1: He, yes, the bonding was forced yes. because there was nothing there was nothing
0: to make it seem real. Exactly. Okay. What Todd said. I don't think he has a connection with the kids, which then at that later on in the movie, when he comes to that realization moment, the the moment that's supposed to be a turning point for him at the very end where he's talking to his commanding officer right before the commanding officer goes bad. And he says, you know, well, I'm not so sure about going back in the military. First of all, that moment lasts for like a minute and a half. And that's really a pivotal scene, a pivotal moment for him. That moment immediately gets upstaged by the commanding officer going bad and, you know, the uh, neighbors breaking in. So we don't get the emotional resonance of that moment. And that moment feels shoehorned in because you're like, well, I didn't really see that he he would want to stick with these kids or he would want to stick with kids at all throughout the entire movie. That's not something I saw from his character, except maybe – little glimpses here and there, but, you know, in order to make the character work, it should have been a character arc, and it was more like a little bit here, a little bit there, and then he would change, you know, then he would go back, right? He would go back to being, you know, kind of mean and grumpy, and then he would, then you could see a little smile, and then he'd go back, and I just didn't feel like it was a consistency to his character throughout Let's the movie. Let's talk
2: about a different scene. Okay. The, at you. the scene was the Fireside Girls, both... Both one and two. Does anyone think he did not react properly to after he teaches them how to fight and how to defend themselves? They do so. Yeah. And he seems a little bit upset by that. Anyone else with me here?
0: I'm pretty sure there was a bad cut job at that point. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly what I was going to say. Because he looks at the camera while he's in the whatever it is, the Costco or whatever – and he has that reaction where he, exactly what you're saying, Cheryl, it looks like he's going to come out there and go, don't do this, girls. And then the next thing you know, he's out there just smiling while they've got the kids tied up. And then they're in the minivan.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's, there's like clearly like a whole but did piece anyone missing. Think he,
2: that, they wouldn't think they should have retook the two scenes that they did and had him say, don't mess with these girls. And these boys would have definitely knocked it off and been done with it.
1: Now, re- honestly, I'm really okay with the girls kicking the boys' butts over the cookies. I mean, I thought that was appropriate for what they were trying to do there. I don't mean the girls trying to do I mean just the writers. I thought that was actually an appropriate transition between the two scenes. The first time they're there, they get beat up, they get trained, they come back, and they, they kick butt. I'm okay with that.
0: The problem I had was with his reactions – I felt like his reactions were off, not not the plot point itself. Like I said, the the problem is with his reaction in the store does not match what you see when he comes out of the store. Okay. So, um, that's where I had the problem.
2: The wrestling scene,
1: which is the big promoted scene in the movie, yeah. Yeah.
2: How you guys feel about that?
1: It was it was set up. I mean, it wasn't it was fine. Yeah. I I, I it was it was again, the, the thing is there's the I thought it was one, of all the things that we're talking about, where there's not a le- a lot of lead up to something, it seemed like the whole movie was written for that scene. Yeah. Right. Which, so.
0: Which is part of my problem with it.
1: Right, that, and that's fine. I mean, but that's every but everything leads up to that point, and it's the peak in the movie, and it's what it's where the title for the movie
0: comes from, and on and on and on. Right. Yeah, so. no, log- logically, it does make sense. Yeah, which is which is good. I mean, you know, they did lead up to it. They they paid it off and all that kind of stuff. I just like there's no reason for that for the for the Brad Garrett character, Murdy, to to be there in that moment. Right. Why? You know, the, the big moment needs to be something between him and all the kids. And it's not. Okay. It's him it's him and one kid. That's that's the problem I have. Okay. And it's and it's dealing with a character who is frankly just, you know, not even secondary but tertiary to the main story. Okay. Right.
1: Uh, so again, this is this is going back to what we were saying about foreshadowing is is in the very beginning he's having a uh, a discussion with his commanding officer there, Captain Fawcett, right? And his – Captain Fawcett brings up his father, and he says, I don't want to talk about my father, right? So we know he's got daddy issues to start with, but it's never developed, and then the next thing you know, he's having this conversation with Zoe that we mentioned, Okay. And you learn that he actually had – like Ryan's saying, he actually had something built into the character that he could have really given to those kids, but the only person he gives it to is Zoe.
0: Yep.
2: Okay and um how we feel about the about him taking over um for Seth's play and how how that happened
0: it was all right yeah my main problem with it is it's completely contrary to what his mission is with those kids
1: right so you know why it's in the movie
0: because they like the sound of music
1: no you, uh the, the yes yeah, so the writers really like the sound of music to to what point did they like the sound of music though uh i don't know okay what are the what are the two who are the two stars of the sound of music
0: uh Julie Andrews and and uh Yul Brynner. No. No, I don't know.
1: That's my that's uh the king and I. Um
0: <laughs> I, I I I've admitted already on this show that I've never seen the Sound of Music.
1: Oh, sorry, that's right. We forgot that. I thought Sally was going to fix that.
0: She was, but she hasn't yet.
1: Okay. Uh so the uh, the the actor in Sound of Music is Christopher Plummer. So again, now say the two names.
0: Okay, Christopher Plummer and Julie Andrews.
1: Right. What's the mom's name? Plummer. What's her first name? Julie. Right. So this is the point. This is oh, how much. Good it-
2: grief.
1: Okay. So see, do you see what they did, right? Yeah. Do Do you know that they spent um, a lot of the actual budget on the movie? Uh, they filmed something like ten actual full scenes from The Sound of Music for the play within the play, and then cut most of them out on the cutting room floor. Good grief. Yeah, so I mean these guys had a real thing for The Sound of Music cuz they really integrated it into this movie in such a way.
0: That's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't it, it you know. I I will say like when when um grabs the uh the the Nazi armband, I uh-huh. thought, well, this is taking a a dark turn for a Disney film. <laughs>
1: Right, except it's got tied to Anders, so it's you know then it starts to make sense. Here, you you know how much? Let me go further. Right, so the um the costumes that they actually use for this play within the play are actually original costumes that they rented from the original movie that that was made for the you know the Sound of Music, not like a play from the actual movie. They rented the remaining costumes and used them in their play within the play.
0: If I were a shareholder and... And you told me that when this movie came out, I would have crucified whoever said that was okay.
1: Yeah, I, I know. So they—I mean—to show you, they so they—they they didn't just now. They did climb every mountain, right? That was the big thing within the movie. They did the the main theme for Sound of Music, right? Is is big in the movie and the climb every mountain, okay? They also filmed Doremi, My Favorite Things, and The Lonely Goat Herder. All of them, cu- all of them, cut.
2: Why would you need all of those scenes?
1: I I agree. Because it's because it, it, it would have made Seth's character like the main character in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would have changed the movie completely. You wanna know something else? The director changed the name of Seth's character. It wasn't originally if you read the screenplay, it's actually Todd. Uh, so that's what you're really mad about. Yeah, I'm really mad. I was gonna be in this movie and now I'm not. <laughs> i just say i mean it, it, it's kind of you know things like that like you know why change a character like that did, did todd not sound right maybe even diesel couldn't say todd
0: that uh, emoting thing that's one of those things though like that story about them filming all that stuff and renting the original props and stuff it's like that's one of those things that drives me nuts about hollywood if i may get on my soapbox here is that they complain about how much movies cost and how it's hard to make back your money and they do stuff like that
1: because i a lot of times they give people these things and i don't so here's the thing i realized that this was a at the time vin diesel was a huge huge star at the time yes this movie came out and that's really the reason why he's in this movie Okay, but I think that when you put, when you do that, right? Sometimes the producers go, "Ah, we'll just let them do whatever because Vin Diesel's in it, we'll make money." Which is what happened with this movie, right? Okay, but at the same time, because there's, they don't put oversight on the film, things like the sound of music thing happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy.
1: Right I mean, like and I, then, and then, I know you you tend to, you do you do management stuff at your job, I do management stuff at my job in real life, right, and we both right. understand that when you have a project, you have to have oversight or things get out of control right there's 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 time and materials and cost and and who pays and you know and who are your customers and all that stuff and I think they lost sight of that when they started getting hooked on this stuff
0: well, it's like it's like if you look at what's going on with Disney right now and we're way off on a tangent, but you know hey. They're, they just are. As we're talking right now, have announced that they're going to go forward with Lone Ranger again. But yes. they shut they shut a movie down that features their top grossing box office star of all time, Johnny Depp. Their top grossing director of all time, Gordon Verbinski, because that movie cost two hundred and I believe at the time two hundred seventy five million dollars. They were gonna, they said it was going to cost to make. Okay. Right. The last Pirates film made a billion dollars without Gore Verbinski in it. That's billion with a B.
1: Yeah.
0: Worldwide. And if you listen to our show on that, you know the quality of that movie was not up to snuff with the other three. So Gore Verbinski's last two Pirates movies also made a billion dollars worldwide. So you're talking about they cut it down to $250 and that still wasn't good enough. Yet they're making a movie, a prequel to The Wizard of Oz, with James Franco and Mila Kunis and those folks. That movie's cost two, cost two hundred million dollars, but that one was okay to go ahead. Which one <laughs> of those do you think is a safer bet? The Lone Ranger, with your highest-grossing box office star and your highest-grossing director at the studio of all time, or a prequel to a movie you don't own?
1: Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, you're not going to get arguments with me so
0: on, the, on that. All I
2: have to do is remind them of The Wiz. That's all I would like to do. Yeah, we all, and, know and, we, we all know how that went.
0: And that's not to say The Great and Powerful Oz might not be a good movie. I mean, the people attached to it, I mean, I, Franco's a good actor, Mila Kunis is a good actress, Sam Raimi obviously is a good director. And the story could, of
1: The Wizard is great. Right. Which, it, you know. it
0: could be a great movie. But it could be. The Lone Ranger is almost... It would be hard for that movie not to perform at the right.
1: box office. It's, it's the Lone Ranger starring, like you said, starring one of the biggest box office stars ever.
2: The okay. biggest
0: ever at Disney.
1: At Disney, yes. But I mean, in general, ever, period, right? Correct. Um, And um, it's the Lone Ranger. I mean, the only thing cooler would be Zorro.
2: Fair warning, I'm, warning, I'm moving you guys along.
1: Okay, fair enough. Because then we'll start talking about the Green Hornet. It will be bad and how all three are related and
2: Yes, People we don't. We don't need. We don't need to make this the, the bashing of the Disney film company podcast. <laughs>
0: Although we could, we could do many, many episodes about that.
2: Yes, we will shall not because no. I, I don't, don't want to do that. That's, no,
0: that's right. fine. No, no, it's fine. I mean,
1: it's, it's. I mean, we're entitled to our opinion anyway. I mean, I don't,
2: I'm not. It's more the industry. I mean,
1: that's really what Ryan's point was. It's not. Yes. It's not. Yeah. It's not just. Disney. Yeah.
2: Okay, so moving stuff along. Um, we talked about the kids and we talked about their plots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. We have we have he falls in love with the principal. We have that. We have that plot. We have him with Mernie, We have that plot. The only plot we have left is the um, is the commander and the double crossing Chinese neighbors and. And the interesting fact I I found on IMDb is that they actually had a credit would Be Goldberg and Patrick Swayze in the movie.
1: Yes, because I thought, that,
2: I thought that was really I thought that was really funny that that they have to do that on IMDb. That's that's
1: how the that's how the Screen Actors Guild works. If they're if they're yeah. if a movie within a movie, they get credit for, it, and they actually get like they would actually get pennies to the dollar, but they would get actually get have to have checks drawn and stuff like that to pay them. Kind of funny how that works. Um, really quick, really quick little tidbit because I'm trying to throw these in, so I throw them all at the end. Is um, so originally Jackie Chan was supposed to be Mr. Chun. Really? Yes, and uh, he couldn't do it. I probably he broke his leg and his rib and his back or something. You know how he is. Yeah. And, uh, so, but the two people who play the Chuns are actually people that he trained in, our, in his product from his production company. Did he train them to act? No, usually though, you know, usually all the acting was him and Sammo, right? Everybody else just kind of was there beating on things and people. Okay,
0: well, good, because they didn't do a very good job of that. Yeah. I didn't feel like... Not that they were... I mean, not that they were called on to do so, just I felt like the the, the, the two of them, especially like at the very end of the movie, they're reacting to... So the the, the Mr. Chun is chasing the kids and the female is with... Uh, Mrs. Chun is with the commanding officer, and I feel like both of them were just giving really stiff, poor reactions, which is all they were called on to do is do reactions, and I just felt like both of them were very stiff.
1: That may have been a language barrier thing to be honest though because a lot of times the people from Jackie Chan's production company don't actually speak English. They're just – but they can pronounce English, so they're they're given lines to read, So, and they don't know what they're necessarily saying.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it definitely could be.
2: Definitely, and then um, we um, so we talked about the Peter Pan dance, which then leads us to Ghost. Yes, and I love the way they knock out the knock out the commander if right? I say goodnight, Peter Pan, and then. I, then I then thought they, that. honestly, I
1: thought the Peter Pander thing was a clever thing. It just I, again because the professor died in the beginning. It really didn't. They could have put anything down there. It didn't matter. Yeah. Right? I agree. Because the, the truth of the matter is they could put any, any death trap they wanted down there. They could have made it more like Indiana Jones and not had the Peter Pan to dance, right? And, and what I mean by is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Last Crusade when they're going for the Holy Grail and they have the thing where it's essentially the same
0: scene. That would have been awesome though. Yes. If it, if been. it, if it had been Vin Diesel going to penitent man deals before God, that would have been cool. <laughs> it, it I would have laughed at that.
1: It would have been much more like um like Chronicles of Riddick then. Indeed. <laughs> it would have. You're right. Sorry. Um So but by my, my point being is that because the the professor dies so quickly in the beginning, right? And you but you know that he's like codes or something, it makes sense, but it didn't have, but you, he, they could have left all that out of the movie and the movie wouldn't have been any different. It's just one of those things yeah. where it could have just been flamethrowers and he gets a thing to put out the flamethrowers, like a garden hose would have been fine and nobody would have cared. But I do like at the end that I, I agree with Cheryl. I do like that he's that he saves the last line and the door opens and knocks the guy out. I thought that was a clever use of it.
0: Yeah. I liked i th- I thought the peter Panda dance i I wasn't like you, I didn't see it coming, so I thought oh that's 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 cool. I like that um I still don't know why um again, going back to the logic of everything, I don't know why the professor would have taught his youngest son the code to this super weapon that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but
2: I think it, he was actually it teaching it to the wife. Cause she actually knew it too.
0: Yeah, but I mean, and if he teaches need... it, if he teaches it to the wife, then the kid knows it too. You know what I mean? Like it, it logically doesn't make sense, but I don't think it necessarily had to. No. Yeah.
2: Oh, and one more character: the duck, the guard duck,
0: Gary the Gary duck? Gary the duck. I I, I didn't Is... get it.
1: Yeah, it, it it served no purpose.
2: I love Gary the duck. I didn't dislike it. I, okay, really so good. I'm he, okay with he it. He did and, his job. He, yes. He gets, he gets, he, he's, he's actually part of the plot mechanism because how he not caught his foot cut, he never would have found the downstairs entry. And then he helps save him by attacking Mr. Chung there at the end.
1: Right. Except, you know, the, cl- except, you know, there are other things you could have done, like the garage could have sprung a leak. And but hey, where's the water pooling? Wait, the water's all going down here. Hey, look, there's a grate and there's a staircase and there's a I place like underneath. The I don't
2: know.
1: I I agree. So I I don't have a problem with the attack duck. I just don't understand it necessarily. But it's a duck. I mean, it could have been any animal. I
2: also like the line, "The duck whisper."
0: The, <laughs> the yes, duck
2: whisper. Yeah, it's, there are, It's,
0: it's there another are, cute character that just doesn't have to be in the movie. But I mean, it's a it's a he's cute, but. There are, super,
1: there. there are super, super clever lines th- scattered throughout this movie. Like, I love when the little girl goes, Den Mother, you scare me. Yes. I think that's the funniest line in the whole movie.
2: I love the bedtime, uh, I I
1: love the bedtime story. <laughs> oh, yes, the bedtime story he makes up about one of his missions, but with gnomes. And elves. And, and elves. And I, I did enjoy that, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I think that's it. I mean it, it's it's a mixture of of Vin Diesel not being a comic actor and then like the characters not having enough because I get maybe it's because there are too many of them, I don't know. Uh but the characters not having enough, you know, to latch onto that I think I I think again like we've said the premise is good, the script has good moments in it and good ideas, it, I think, like, with a better actor, this movie would have been... With a better lead actor, it would have been even better than it is.
2: And do we do we really need... Well, we talked about the sound and the music being in there. Um, that was pretty much our only music.
0: <laughs> true.
1: true. Well, that and Smash Mouth singing the average ordinary dude superhero thing, so...
2: um, So that, that wraps us up. So, so guys, let's let's have you rate this puppy. Well, right. Cheryl
0: really took over, didn't she? Yep, she did. did. I like it. I like. Wow, it.
2: Brianna's not here. and It's like <laughs> <"Psh.">
0: <laughs> she cracks the whip, man.
2: Yeah. Well, I kind of liked it. I mean, you know, I'm the one that like this movie. I kind of want. I threw the parts I liked. I kind of threw the stuff that I liked at you, and you know, we kind of tossed it around a little bit. If you like this, folks, let us know. We'll do more. I'll I'll take control more often and stay. And we'll. We'll, we'll tear apart movies differently
0: <laughs> T- Todd I'm scared
1: <laughs> by the way I want, to, I want to point out that you know what I wrote in my notes about, about when the, the wrestling scene I'm kind of like looking at my notes to see if I missed anything but really I think I got everything because there's really not a lot to talk about outside the movie I mean there's no yeah, articles no. about this movie nobody wrote anything great about this movie or anything like that yeah. um, but, but I wrote Mernie comes out in a Michael Cole wrestling outfit
0: yes he does
2: <laughs> yes he does jack swagger the, the 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 emily emily's 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 rule no one under five should wear that type of, of, of wrestling uniform
0: <laughs> all right well well cheryl what are you gonna rate this one then
2: yeah i am going to rate this one a four It's not knowing that, you know, I would go and lose again. Not knowing I would take on a trip with me. But it's something that if we were on, you know, like Disney Channel and I'm us there and it's a Saturday afternoon and it's raining cats and dogs and I don't want to go anywhere, I'll watch it, you know. I'm not going to turn it off, you know. It's not what I would hit the record button for, but, you know, but I definitely would definitely, you know, wait it for...
0: Gotcha. All right, Todd, what about you?
1: Yeah, two
2: and a half.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I said, just middle of the road for me.
0: Um, I I would give it a two, but I have to deduct uh, a half point for uh, the defiling of Lauren Graham. So I'm going to go with one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Because she should never be in a position to kiss Vin Diesel. That's just wrong okay fair enough by the way bad santa loses that same sort of uh which is not a kid appropriate movie by the way would you, um, been,
1: would you have been okay with dwayne johnson had it been him yes i would have okay fair enough
0: absolutely would have um all right so that's our look at the pacifier we hope you enjoyed uh cheryl running the show um i don't know it's kind of easy todd i like that it was kind of yeah funny. wow <laughs> um, cookies
1: would have made it better <laughs> that's true, right. Tom, you, Next,
2: a cake for, you a leftover cake for that's lunch? That's
1: right, I had leftover birthday cake for lunch. Yes, I did.
0: Well, there you go. I didn't have any cake, so, you know. It I, was I my
1: cake, cake, and I ate it too.
0: As well you should, sir. All right, so uh, that will do it for our look at the Pacifier. Uh, let us know what you guys thought of the movie. Leave a comment or tweet us at DisFilmProject or go over to Facebook and uh, Facebook.com, Disney Film Project. Search for us there, and you can find us. Uh, and let us know what you thought. Uh, in the meantime, you can keep up with us across our various and sundry social networks. Uh, you can also read some of our blogging. You have uh, Mr. Todd Perlmutter over at TouringPlans.com with his blogs. Uh, you can find my blogs there as well. Uh, you can find Cheryl at About.me/slash CherylP3. You can find her there. Uh, so keep up with us. Look, read, read the Don't stuff be we're afraid. doing. Yeah, that's right, Bree over at Adventures of Bree at com, as well as at DisneyDrivenLife.com. She's the attractions blogger there. Occasionally, you'll find some movie reviews from me on Disney Driven Life as well. So we're we're all over the interwebs. We're going global, people. So uh, And you can take us on the go with Stitcher. So you can pick up your Stitcher radio app and, and listen to the podcast on demand on your phone. It's crazy. And I just
2: want to thank everyone. We didn't get nominated for the podcast awards. We have some friends who are up for the awards. Um, we're not going to pick sides here. Let's say pick one of them. Just go to That's Podcast right. Awards and probably be over by this. But um, pick one. If it's not, just pick one. We don't care who wins. They're all great guys, everyone who's nominated, all great friends of the show.
1: I, I think we just have to say get out there and vote because voting is important. But we,
2: wait, I, appreciate, right. but I appreciate everyone who retweeted me and, um, and tried to nominate us.
0: I agree. Thank you for those of you who did vote for us and you know, we'll be around for a while, so maybe next year. Right, guys? Yep. Yeah. Alright. I'm in. Alright. So uh until next week, folks, um don't ever let Vin Diesel kiss Lauren Graham again.
1: Personal bubble invasion.
2: It's a duck whisperer.